Hey, this is Cleveland Brown, and y'all listening to the About Last Night podcast. I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. Today's episode of the About Last Night podcast is brought to you by ButcherBox. If you're looking for the best organic, grain-fed, hormone-free meat, look no further than ButcherBox. Sirloin tips, chuck roast, thick-cut heritage pork chops, ground beef, boneless chicken breasts, and bacon are all waiting for you. So go to ButcherBox.com slash ALN and enter promo code ALN at checkout to get $20 off your first ButcherBox and some free bacon. That's www.ButcherBox.com, promo code ALN, and get $20 off your first box. ButcherBox. You can really taste the difference. This week, Adam Ray will be at the 20 Monroe Live Theater in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, Tomorrow, November 6th, 7 p.m. with Adam Devine. And then November 7th, I'll be at the uh, Turner Hall in Milwaukee, Wisconsin with Adam Devine. 8 p.m. Turner Hall, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then November 10th, Omaha, Nebraska, two shows, the Orpheum Theater, November 10th, 7 and 9 p.m. with Adam Devine at the Orpheum Theater. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. And then November 15th through the 17th, I'll be at Magooby's Joke House in Timonium, Maryland. November 15th through the 17th, Magooby's Joke House, Timonium, Maryland. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Gotham Comedy Club, November 23rd through the 25th in New York City, baby. Gotham Comedy Club headlining. I love this club. November 23rd through the 25th, New York City. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. Brad Williams uh, this weekend will be at the Carlson in Rochester, New York, November 8th through the 10th. Get your tickets at bradwilliamscomedy.com. Today's episode, holy shit, I um, have been a fan of this gal for quite some time. You know her as the Queen of Mean. Lisa Lampanelli, one of the best comics in the game. Uh, who now has taken on some new ventures into uh, body image and life coaching. And holy shit, talk about somebody that is just as uh, as just as funny as they are uh, motivating and kind and um, and raw. And uh, man, uh, we did this one over the phone. She's known Brad for quite some time, so the rapport was there. Her and I got to meet each other over the phone and, and really uh, have some fun. And um, she just does not hold back. What a fun episode. Follow Lisa Lampanelli on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Lampanelli. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alan Podcast, aboutlastnightpodcast.com for past, present episodes and merch. We got hoodies, uh, I'm sorry, uh, beanies, sweats, and shirts uh, for the About Last Night Podcast at aboutlastnightpodcast.com. Shopadamray.com for all your Adam Ray hoodies, shirts, and hats. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and comment on the iTunes page and rate the podcast five stars. Email us about last night pod at gmail.com and we might read some of those fan mails on air and give you a chance to win some merch. All right. Also, do not forget She-Ra uh, premieres November 13th on Netflix. DreamWorks is She-Ra. I am voicing the sidekick Swift Wind, the talking horse for She-Ra, dropping on Netflix November 13th from DreamWorks. I can't fucking wait. Tell your kids, tell your family, sit down and stream the apps November 13th, She-Ra on Netflix, all right? Now that we got the tour dates, the She-Ra info, the merch info, the Twitter handles out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny Lisa Lampanelli. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Lisa. Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Who is this? This is Brad. Hey, oh, hi, Brad. Who's Adam? <laughs> hi, that's me. <laughs> we Adam, have... you're fucking outgoing message. I want to kill myself. Right <laughs> Thank you. This is Adam, whatever the fuck my name is, cell phone. Love <laughs> message. Stop being so cheerful. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> Well, that's what happens when the queen of mean calls your cell phone. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll leave you a fucking message. <laughs> what is your outgoing uh, voicemail if I uh, have yeah. the privilege um, to call? I think it says, oh, it's a spoof on the ring doorbell. You know that cunt who goes, I can't come to the door now. I'm bathing the children. Really? Why don't you say you're naked and need to all be raped? <laughs> <laughs> I 
can't even like don't say you're bathing the children. That's right. five holes. <laughs> <laughs> well, <Damn it. laughs> I mean, I mean, w- one of the questions I was going to ask you is with all the sort of the, the uh, self improvement stuff that you're doing, if, if you're still doing stand up, and the answer is yeah, <laughs> you're still you're still doing it. Wait, wait, wait! You cut out a little bit. What did you say? No, I, I, I said with all the uh, self improvement stuff that you're doing now with the seminars and the yes. workshops. I, I was going to ask if you're still doing stand up, and it sounds like based on the first couple seconds of this call, yeah, you, you absolutely are. Actually, actually, I'm not doing stand up for a while. I'm taking at least a year off, but that's why I got to get it out and take it out on you because you're <laughs> fucking defenseless, stupid Adam with his cell phones, an idiot. And then hey, I'm right here. Oh, what the fuck? oh I'm so scared. What are you going to do? Hang me? Hang yourself from a walk? <laughs> I have I have told you this, Lisa. Oh, One of my most fond memories, not just in show business, but in life, was at Greenblatt's Deli. Me, you, Jay Davis, and some open micer after a show. We were all talking, and then you were, you were having questions about what you should do in your career, and then the open micer started telling you what you should do in your act and how it's a little too aggressive and how you need to pull back some. And you lit into this guy in a deli and Jay Davis and I just stood back and was like, wow, we're, we're getting a free Lisa Lampanelli show. This is amazing. Oh my God. Well, Brad, you and I bonded instantly. And I tell you something, I loved giving that Oprah mic or a how to, because let me tell you what happens. I had a boyfriend early on who was a comedian. Yeah. When I started, he goes, comics learn more by shutting up and listening than by talking. So just sit there and shut up until you're a paid comic. And he's right. Yeah, true. So this true. Great advice. Douche, and, and, and I do want to say one thing. You said one of the best nights you've ever had, and it included Jay Davis. Let me tell you, that's the only time Jay Davis got a positive review as a human. As you know, as you know, I'm joking because Jay, I do, I do like him a lot. I got a soft spot for that guy. Of course, absolutely. (laughs) Where, where are you right now? Where are we talking to you at? You're gonna die. This is how fucking nice I am. All right. Okay. No, this isn't how stupidly nice I am. You are really. I'm, I know, but I'm a changed person. Yeah. Now, my mother, my nephew's getting married in Cincinnati this weekend. Mm-hmm. My mother's 89. Yes. She don't want to fly. So guess what this stupid cunt Lisa Lampanelli is doing? <laughs> I was over at my mother's house packing her fucking Depends. And, I was, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm driving the bitch to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> if, this, if this is not a movie that needs to be made. I'm driving the bitch to Cincinnati <laughs> is an Estelle Getty film waiting to happen. Absolutely. I'm telling you, I want to call this movie. It depends. I might kill you. <laughs> well, I- honestly, honestly, since my dad died, I've yeah. been very good with my mother because she, I have a lot of compassion for her. Yeah, I, sure. I, I, most people, like if it was nowadays and that open micer said something like that to me, I'd have compassion. I'd go, oh, he doesn't, you know, he's in his own pain. Right. He is working on himself, you know, and he just, you know, he'll ask my help if he needs it and that's fine. But boy, oh boy, compassion fucking is hard as a mother. <laughs> I was gonna God. say, why? Wh- I don't like it. You don't like it, yeah. It's easier to just. Yeah. Shut up. You know what I like about you, Brad Williams? When What's I was that? thinking about compassion before, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is not feeling sorry for someone. It's not saying poor them. It's saying, well, I understand where they're coming from. And you know what I thought of as I was down on this phone, and I think you'll find this a compliment. <laughs> I said, this Brad Williams. He is a funny-looking little fuck. <laughs> yet, yet, and I, this is the serious part, yeah, okay. you are the dwarf or little person mm-hmm. that no one feels sorry for. And I think that is a very big thing because I think it's a beautiful thing. It's a great compliment. see you as an equal, and I don't like looking at people like victims, and I don't think you ever looked at yourself that way. Am I right or am I wrong? Am I on the mark? <laughs> you are absolutely right, Lisa Lampanelli. And that, and that is a conscious effort. My favorite thing is when I'll get into a debate with someone uh, online because I'll say that I made like a, a joke that, that was offensive about a certain group and and yeah. and they'll say something to me i've actually had people go well what do you know about being oppressed and i'm like i guess i'm oh. that <laughs> i guess i'm that good of a comic where you forgot i'm a fucking midget 
How about yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I totally approve of this conversation. <laughs> I enjoy your stand-up so much that I don't even notice if you make fun of anyone because it comes from the heart. You yes. really like people. I also like the fact that you just called yourself a midget yes. when midgets are the one with the little fucking heads. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You got a lot. And I showed your picture, by the way, yeah. to three broads that I went out with the other night because we went to see this this Bruno Mars. Oh, hey. Midgets. Yeah. Oh, Maroni's three feet tall, too. You could tell them. <laughs> you can, I'll you tell you what. I said I got somebody better looking. They all thought you fucking were hands down better looking than this Bruno happened. Whoa. Wow. I'll take that as a compliment. Well, all I got to do is kill Dinklage, and then I could play Bruno Mars in the movie. It'll, it'll be I have great. to tell you, you are better looking than this Dinklage. He is a terrific actor. I enjoy him in the station agent. And then that was about it. I said, oh. okay, I get it. You're a little fucking, uh, like, a, like, a, like, a, like a hood ornament. Can I, can, can I have that? Can I have that as my ringtone? Oh, Just yeah. Lisa Lampanelli say that I'm better than Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Let's start the movement. The fuck is, does Peter Dinklage have a podcast that I'm, uh, has helped? No, he does not. No, you know why? Well, he does not because he doesn't need to. You're fucking desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, you are you hit the nail on the head, Lisa. But I, but you did say something interesting that I definitely want to talk about. Is yes. is you say that? Oh, I'm I'm able to make fun of people because uh, I, I I'm nice. I I think that's the key to you being the queen of mean. Is that if you actually were a horrible person, you wouldn't be able to get away with half the things that you've said in your life. I agree with you. I always said that that that's why Rickles was always my hero because you knew at the end of the day, the guy had so much love in his heart for everybody. And you know what's funny? Stepping away from stand-up, I'll be honest with you, Brad, I've never said this to anyone yet, so you got your big fucking exclusive. There you I go. Miss, I don't miss it a goddamn bit. Oh, really? Every Saturday and Friday when I'm home playing with my dog, and that's not a euphemism for jerking <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Your dog has batteries. <laughs> Admit it. He does. I must say, I do not miss it, and I think it's because... I loved it. I may go back to loving it, but right now I love what I'm doing more. But yeah. I go, boy, guess what it is? Insult comedy was always my way of connecting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's with you too. We want to just connect with people in an audience and make them feel good about themselves, even though we're doing it in kind of a weird ass backwards way. I love it. Did it yeah. take a, did it take a few you know months for you to come uh, to peace with taking a break, or did it happen you know overnight, or was it just like a, a conscious decision of like you know what I, I'm gonna step away and like day one the first night you could have done a show and you didn't? Did you just kind of? Oh my god, you're gonna laugh so hard because I am the opposite of a lot of people. I know in my gut, and I, and I just do take action so what happened was last year i had a play off broadway called stuffed yep. which was about food and body image issues which is really where my heart really lies right mm -hmm. so i'm doing the play it closes i call my manager and i'm not shitting you i go oh by the way i'm fucking retiring i said what <laughs> and I go, yeah i said i felt how meaningful the play was to me and i don't want to do stand-up no more wow so, Really? She goes, well, you have contracts through June and we can't cancel them. I said, don't worry, I'll freaking do those and then no more. She says, okay. That lasted like two months. Okay. <laughs> you got the bug. I'm si I, what I loved was I had all of December, January, and February off just to be. Yeah. And I was like, what do I really want to do? And I was like, I want to do a storytelling show, which is pretty close to stand up, but actually tells the whole story. Right. I want to do these food and body image workshops for people to feel better about themselves. So I could never really just sit, you know, at home and do nothing. Like, I'm not that chick who reads and gardens and then <laughs> acts like they have a life because basically, bitches, you don't. <laughs> you hear that, mom? <laughs> yeah, how dare you? So, yeah, basically, I'm doing exactly what I want now. now I was so happy. Oh, my God. I'm so happy not being on that stage. But I will tell you, mm -hmm. I'm itching to get this storytelling thing going. So let's be yeah. honest, I still crave some attention. Of course. Sure. Well, I think once you get on that stage and you get, you know, and you're as prolific and, and experienced as, as you are, like, I'm, I'm sure the, the Broadway show is filling that void to, to connect yes. with an audience, right? Yeah, because I honestly said to someone, okay, Brad, I don't know if you know about my 
troubles in this industry bef- mm-hmm. as I was coming up was a lot of the male comics and female, well, not female, but a lot of the real baller guys didn't like me. Yeah. They were like, oh, she's this, she's that, oversensitive. I can't take a joke off stage. I mean, I really can't. You know, I'm a very uh, nice person. Absolutely. I, I, I have thin skin. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I said to myself, there's a lot of these comics like the Patrice O'Neill's, is, the Greg Giraldo's, which, by the way, they're dead, so fuck them. <laughs> yeah. they, oh. Oh, I'm not all spiritual now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I take that back, baby Jesus. Yeah. So, which, by the way, that could be a role for you. Yeah. <laughs> and you could be baby Jesus. You know what? <laughs> Done. And then, uh, then I'll get all that. Then I'll get uh, <laughs> Christian money. When all those movies, they come out, they're like, what is this movie that just made 25 Five million dollars opening weekend. A Christian movie. I gotta get in on this. Be Christian, but not to derail my phenomenal story with a point. Yep. I will say that these men didn't like me. Mm-hmm. And you know what I said when after I stopped doing stand up, I took a little break here. I said, I don't even think I, this is gonna sound so fucking gay to you. <laughs> I really don't think I cared. If it was stand up or whatever, as long as I was connecting people with each other and me with someone. No, that, so, well, what, that 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 doesn't sound wrong to me at all because that's what stand up is. That offered you a connection. You connected with your yeah. fans, with your with your very dedicated audience. And I know you, Lisa. I know that you've gotten letters from from, from people that were feeling like maybe they were done with this life and then heard your comedy and laughed their ass off. I know you've gotten those letters. So now you're doing this in an, in a more intense way. I mean, the the, the storytelling show, uh, lo- uh, losing it, right? Yeah, it's about, you know, food and, food and weight issues. And what's yeah. funny about it is, you know, when you say gotten letters, I did a Facebook Live last week just because it would be fun and I like to talk to people about this issue. Sure. Well, this one guy, he just kept saying about how he won't go to the gym because he's really thinks they're going to make fun of him. And I'm, oh my God, again, an exclusive for Brad. I'm getting certified (laughs) as a life coach. So I was able to life coach him uh, online. And I was so proud of how I did it because I used the right tools. I didn't do what I used to do, which is just yell, you fat cunt, go to the gym. (laughs) Also good. That didn't work with anyone. And I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? (laughs) So I get an email two days later telling me he signed up for the gym with his best friend. They went. The people didn't make fun of them. They were so warm, and he's been there every single day. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. If I don't sell one ticket, if not one person comes to a workshop, I just made a difference. And it's not from an ego place. It's from, oh, my God, like he's going to live longer. Yay. Yeah. And I told him, I said, listen, you fat cunt. I said, make sure you just keep going. Because, you know, sometimes when you hire me as a life coach, I'm going to go outside the box a little. Sure. You know? You have to. So, but dude, it felt really gratifying. And I think maybe that's why some of the comics in their gut knew that I wasn't, you know, 100% in. Because I'm not. Well, and now you're and now you're finding out that you sort of have this higher purpose. And now, do, did you start getting these feelings after after the surgery and a, and after you've sort of had your issues with body image and food and, and like what what yeah. what was the catalyst to this whole thing? I think the catalyst of doing service for other people came when my dad was really sick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, me and my brother and my sister, like we kind of shared all the, you know, taking care of my dad. And the thing is, I go, oh my God, when that ended, I missed the idea of service because it just felt so good to help somebody. It does. So that's that's when I wrote the play yeah. and I go, ooh, and that's why after the play, I go, you know what, stand up. Yes, I get that laughter's the best medicine yeah mm-hmm. other than chemo you fucking retard <laughs> um, chemo's good radiation really helps okay yeah. so laugh your way out of cancer fuck yeah. you um so the way i felt was like i just want to do something that services others but still with a sense of humor yeah i can i guarantee you like in my workshop the food and body image one mm-hmm. it's like really intense but it's so much fun and funny and we all laugh because we're all the same dude whether it's alcohol or drugs or shopping or food or you know relationships we're all working on something yeah so there's a lot of laughter and stories and i'm like oh my god like it's still 
you can still be who you are inside without yes. you know going up on a stage with a microphone. Yeah, and uh, you're you're doing these self improvement workshops. Love your body, feed uh, feed your soul. Uh, yeah, where are these, and yeah. how often are you doing them? Well, I booked my first one. And that is going to be in Connecticut. Um, to see that information, go to lisalampanelli.com mm-hmm. and click on uh, workshops. And it's going to be there on November 10th. It's a six-hour workshop. And it's for anyone with any sort of body or food issues. And who doesn't have any other than yeah. Brad, who's fucking physically perfect? <laughs> well, you know, uh, I do look like a Greek god. But, uh, you but do. You do. Not a really n- tiny, a <laughs> tiny baby Greek god. Yeah. Exactly. But, um, yeah, and the storytelling show, we have four books so far, and um, we have a theater producer who's booking into theaters all over the country, so we're doing a few uh, this November in Connecticut. Oh, at the New York Comedy Festival, which there is you super go. cool. And um, go to Lisa Lampanelli and press on performances. And Brad, I'm telling you, yeah. I'm fucking so gifted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all know that. And, and, and now, how is it? Because I know that with the self-improvement workshop, you're sort of sharing the stage with someone. You, you have a partner in this, correct? You're going to love this, Brad. Yeah. I went to this thing. Okay, I'm a super freaking self-helpy bitch. So mm-hmm. I go like <laughs> once a month for about a week. I go to this place called Kripalu. And it's a place where they have a lot of workshops and meditation retreats and things. So I'm decide I'm going to learn how to give workshops so they have a, uh, a three-part course in it. Mm-hmm. Well, I get to this freaking joint. And mm-hmm. I say, these bitches are putting meditation, yoga, all this other crap in. I don't, what, what am I going to learn that too? I think <laughs> I've learned enough. And I'm Lisa Lampanelli, so my name should draw some motherfuckers, right? Right. So I find me a really cool chick who has all the skills I don't, and I have all the personality and stories that she don't have. So perfect. Always hire somebody to do the crap you don't know how to do. <laughs> what am I going to spend 30 years trying to meditate like, no. look how you brad hired this idiot adam <laughs> as much as i can tell brings nothing to the table. you know uh he do something does he own the studio yeah uh he he, he he owns a studio and you know uh some sometimes people put the liquor on the high shelves so <laughs> i need him to get it thing. yeah yeah i, I, think. I reach See, for him I, I think what's a great thing is you compliment your workshop or your show with people who can't do what you do yeah. and i think oh it's such a good match it's very yin and yang not to be asian because i know your wife's an asian <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, do you do you still have uh your lovely wife yes i am still married you still have her uh, yeah, how yes. much did you pay for her <laughs> i mean listen the sh- the shipping and handling <laughs> yeah. on this bitch <laughs> alone <laughs> so much I like her I'll tell you what. She's I great. really like her because I'll tell you something. She opened my eyes even though she can't open her eyes. <laughs> she, no, seriously, though. She opened my eyes because here's what happened. My nephew, the other one, yeah. up in Boston, starts dating this Asian. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a doctor. And I said, motherfucking score, dude. Yeah, <laughs> there I it said, is. Brad Williams can go for one of them. So yeah. can you. There you go. I, I I am knocking down that door for for, for people. We're all we, we we are all doing it. What what? Are now th- let me ask you something, Brad Williams. Yes. yes. An Adam sure. waste of skin. Thank you. Hey, that's my Hebrew name. <laughs> he's good, he's good. Oh, he's a Jew too. Oh, goody goody. <laughs> my rabbi said that when he circumcised me. Yeah. Oh, goody goody. He does the books. Adam, Adam <laughs> you bring nothing to the table. I love it. Hey, well, you're Brad's no, buddy. I'm getting to know you through this. Yeah. No, I like I like Adam because he could take a joke. He's not one of these stiffs. So no, thank you, Adam. No, come for on. Being an a hole. Yeah. No, Brad. Williams, what is this podcast I'm doing called? It's called the About Last Night Podcast. Oh, is it usually people talking about sex? Uh, they can't. They, they they can if they want, but really, we've had everybody on the podcast, uh, and they all just sort of tell their stories, how they got where they're going, and and what they're and what they're still doing in their career. So this is perfect. I love this. You're you're killing this. it. And I will I will say one thing to you, Brad. Yeah. I like your interviewing style. Now you may not know this, but I used to be a journalist before I started comedy. Really, I worked for a lot of 
uh, heavy metal magazines in the oh, 80s before you were born. I interviewed all the big bands. Oh, the my God. The Waters and the Cinderella's and the Wasps. Wow. Where, and, it, where, and, and that's a band, people, not white, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant. Uh, no, no. But, but yeah, what, I, what I was Lisa that. Lampanelli like giving a, a, an interview to a heavy metal band? Well, listen, let me tell you. They all love talking to me because I did my research. This was the days before computers, yeah. so you had to actually go to the library and research these guys or go on Nexus Lexus, this stupid tool that you can actually look people up on. Well, I they loved me because I was the fucking one fat cunt of a journalist <laughs> who wasn't trying to get in the pants all the time. Oh, yeah. So mm, actually trying to do your work. They talk music and this and that. Yeah. So I don't know. I got to tell you, as a professional interviewer myself, which I feel I am, yes. you do a very good job on this. Oh, well, thank I you very much. I like that you ask questions with some forethought because, Brad, I got to tell you, even though I practice compassion, I will tell you if an interviewer calls me, like, mm -hmm. a, you know, like at a newspaper, sure. and they say, So, how'd you get started in comedy? I will literally go, <laughs> I literally said to a girl, I go, I used to do this shit before there were computers. Go home, Google, <laughs> and I'll redo this later. All right. You are on my nerves. <laughs> well, let me cross that off my question list and go to question two. What's yeah. your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Lisa, I want to know, when you were interviewing these bands and you uh, were commenting on not having the computer at your disposal, um, would you ever reach out to people that, like, you know, uh, claim to have known or been around the band and try to get, like, you know, secondhand tidbits for a story from them and then if you did do that how could you you know validate what they were saying as as um as being you know uh legitimate if you didn't have a way to would you just kind of trust that they were you're like all right that guy well, probably listen, did yeah go ahead listen, clearly whoever asked that question was that adam yes i knew it because it went off the fucking rail <laughs> i know when i ask a question i have like four in my head and i try to just no, adam, i know i love you and i'm gonna tell you what you're absolutely right you know what that question indicates that you've seen almost famous 82 times no you know i wasn't even thinking of it but now that you brought it up what do you think of jimmy fallon and kate hudson are they going to reunite they they were fantastic <laughs> yeah okay listen i'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> yeah i love that. with these bands what you would do was basically they'd shuttle you into some dumb room right and one journalist after the other you just crank it out you know what i mean it was like a yeah. press tour they were on but mm -hmm. i will tell you once I had to go to Blackie Lawless's hotel room, and he was a lead singer of Wasp, and I show up, and he was in, now I don't know, you guys are too young to remember this, but Rush had a band, had, excuse me, Rush had an album called 2112. Okay. I loved Rush. Well, Who I doesn't? go, and Blackie Lawless is in room 2112. I said, oh, this is a good sign. <laughs> I walk in, the guy's wearing a leather fucking thong. Wow. That's it. Anything That's else? It. That's it? And then he saw that I was a fat cunt, and he put his robe right on. <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I do not do it for men back then. But now I'm a terrifically beautiful uh, piece of ass, so I could go back to that profession. If, and uh, single. Jesus wants me to. Newly right. single. Yeah, oh, my God. Celibate for six and a half years, guys. Oh, what? see. All right. All right, guys, women, chicks with dicks, whatever. That The challenge has been laid down. By Lisa Lampanelli. How do you do that? <laughs> no, it's really great because what happened was, if you want a serious answer, I'll tell you. Okay. Yes, please. I was a serial monogamist from age 12 to 40. I always had a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Well, I took a little bit of time off, had my little hooer phase, my little fucking black dick phase, which was shorter than Mother Teresa's black dick phase. <laughs> <laughs> and so Very I famous ended one. up marrying jimmy big balls who was right. a good guy but we have a divorce because we really had nothing in common after the weight loss surgery because all we did was eat <laughs> well i say to myself lisa work on yourself mm -hmm. stop trying to look for validation in a relationship and i end up so goddamn happy without a guy i don't even think about it anymore dude and it, it, yes it definitely helps that i'm going through menopause so i have no hot flashes or feeling down below sure but i gotta tell you there's never been anything better than living in a house by myself with my freaking dog vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and have you noticed that now that sort of that part of your brain that was consumed with relationships and pleasing someone, now that that part of your brain is sort of turned off, do you find your, 
you're like obviously you're doing things that you haven't thought about doing before because you're doing all these self-help stuff yeah and it really opens you up to go oh my god there's a whole world out there that i wasn't concentrating on a friend of mine said when i broke up with jimmy and Mm -hmm. we had this amicable divorce he goes i think for all these years you thought the love of friends and family wasn't enough and now you see that it is yeah i'm like oh my god it's so true because dude i'm not a sexual person like like i said with the menopause just dry as a fucking bone (laughs) so i don't even get like a little twinge ever so i said what the hell am i doing Think about think both of you. Adam, are you married or have a girlfriend? No, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. Do you live together? Yeah, she uh, lived with me for about a year. Think how pleasant your life would be if you lived alone. <laughs> I lived alone for her. <laughs> I mean, I have. I, this is what's crazy. I've lived alone. What well, you know? I've had, had roommates uh, for nine years post college, and then by myself for the last five years until she moved in. And uh, it's yeah, been a. In an- yeah. In another year, you're going to want to punch her in the clip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I mean, that I, you know, that's their sex life now. Well, so she, I yeah. Know. The, the surg- when the surgery goes through and she gets one, <laughs> then I will definitely punch her in, in there. there. He'd have to find it, it first. It is, <laughs> it is interesting. It is interesting, though, like to go, wow, I don't. I've never felt peace like that before. Like yeah. um, taking some time off from the road and comedy and just enjoying life. Brad, remember when I came to see you at that club in Nyack? West Nyack, New York. Levy Live, that's right. Dude, that was a fucking Friday night. Yeah. I was so happy. I'm watching someone and laughing. Yeah. I mean, that's a very rare experience for a comic and especially one who makes them laugh. Dude, all I do is brag about you. We are all Thank so you. bummed out that you are going to be in Connecticut this weekend. Aren't you going to be here this weekend? Oh, uh, not. Th- I'm going to be in Pennsylvania this weekend, but uh, I, I, I'm yes, I'm coming to Connecticut soon, though. Hey guys, Adam Ray here. Hope you're enjoying the episode. I want to take a quick break to tell you about ButcherBox. You heard me mention them at the top of the podcast. And I got to give you more details because Brad and I just started using these guys. Free delivery service where you get a curated box of the finest selections of cuts of meat. I'm talking grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic chicken, and heritage breed pork. It's antibiotic and hormone-free, okay? Because ButcherBox believes in a healthier food system where everyone has access to meat the way nature intended, okay? Free of antibiotics and hormones. And humanly raised, okay? So you can cook with a peace of mind knowing that you're eating healthy, high-quality meat. Butcher Box, think of it as your neighborhood butcher. You get quality beef, chicken, and pork delivered right to your door for free. You can choose your delivery frequency, which they give you, along with recipe cards and tips to cook all these quality meals. It is uh, the best food service I've used to date. I know there's a lot out there. Brad and I both got boxes uh, to try it out before we started. The meat is frozen at the peak of its freshness and individual vacuum-packed biodegradable packaging. Okay, Like I said, you can choose from a curated box uh, that includes a mix of, of beef, chicken, pork, or customize your own box. All right, it's frozen all the way to your doorstep and then inside your house until you open that baby and start cooking it up. Now, if you want to get on this, go to butcherbox.com slash ALN. And right now, if you enter ALN as the promo code at checkout, you're going to get $20 off your first box and some free bacon. $20 off your first butcher box by going to butcherbox.com slash ALN. Enter ALN promo code at checkout and get 20 bucks off and start eating healthier, better, and tastier. All right, ButcherBox, you can really taste the difference. And now back to the episode. Oh, yeah, dude, we are all like so bummed that we're going to be away because I told my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, everybody, I said, you've got to see this guy. He's the funniest guy on earth. Oh, I know you. I have horrible taste in comedy, but that's <laughs> No, seriously, though. Yeah, it was so nice to be the Friday night observer of someone who's up there doing their thing and uh, yeah. just hopes to achieve the success I've had. Well, that was going to be, <laughs> and I do. Lord knows I do. Hey, can, can you get the can you get the gays on my side? Because the gays really come out for you. Yeah, you know what? I need that fan there base. Are, well, here's the problem. I'm going to have to start with the ones who have the midget fetish, if you don't mind. <laughs> sure, sure. There's a lot sure. of them. Because you're super handsome, and they'd be like, oh, go up on me. <laughs> I got so the, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll get the kinky ones. Then they'll spread throughout the community oh. that always oh, funny, too. Boom, you yeah. got AIDS. 
<laughs> Can somebody please make that T-shirt? Boom, you got AIDS. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm totally wearing that. Remember, remember when Sebastian Bach wore the T-shirt that said AIDS kills fags dead? Do you remember that? Yes, Jesus. I do. I do remember that. Uh, I, I, I'm watching a lot of the old um, CNN shows about uh, about the 80s and 90s. And yeah, I, I do remember that. Wow. Dude, what year were you born? 84. Oh my god, that's so funny! I was in my second year of college. That's yeah. wild, man. I I feel though, you know what? I've done a lot better than you have. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be older than me. You're in a mansion in Connecticut, writing writing Broadway shows. Where 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 do you keep your Grammy? That's what I um, want to know. I wish I had a Grammy. You, you didn't know, win. I lost. I lost twice. To who? Who who beat okay. Lisa Jesus. All right, take back that compliment about doing research for the interview. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Okay, so two, that's okay. For two, I was so upset. Okay. The first year, I mean, both years I kind of knew I didn't have a shot because I was mm-hmm. kind of, <laughs> the first year I was unknown, the second year I was up against someone unstoppable. Okay. First year I lost to get this. Mm-hmm. Flight. Of the fucking Concords. I mean, we. I mean, we love them yeah. at the same time. Not a stand-up album. Yeah. Yeah, we don't love them because <laughs> we includes me right now. <laughs> we don't like them exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, they're fine. But again, mm-hmm. that was like when Jethro Tull won Best Metal Album. Yeah. Metallica. Right. Thank it's you. Very embarrassing. Good However, reference. I got to shit all over Flight of the Concords post Grammy <laughs> oh, and wow. make jokes about them because the other four I lost to. I lost to Harry Shearer. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse me. But also losing was Harry Shearer, George Lopez, and Stephen Wright. So you're not going to shit on those guys. Wow. Right. No, you can't. Legends. The second year, guess who I lose to? Who's that? Celine. Fucking <laughs> Louis C.K. Oh, oh wow. well, uh, if I could pick your career right now or Louis right now. <laughs> I, yeah, think, I think you came out on top. I think I'd go Lisa Lampanelli. <laughs> Unless there's some you plant tapes. Because I was actually literally on the red carpet at the Grammys, and they go, so do you think you'll win tonight? And I go, oh, hell no. <laughs> and and uh, the girl goes, why not? And I go, because Louis C.K.'s up for it. She goes, oh, I know what you mean. And I'm like, you can't. (laughs) I know what you mean. You're supposed to disagree with me. Now, Brad, let me ask you. Yeah. You never me too, nobody. Uh, No, I can't. (laughs) I can't because the woman just has to put the arm straight out, put it on my forehead. I can't reach shit. Yeah, that's true. So you couldn't even on a short curl just kind of raise your hand like you're answering a question and go right there. No, Brad's move was leaving the room, and before he walked out, he turned back and goes, boom, you got AIDS, and then yeah. closed the door. Good, good. Wear the T-shirt, damn it. Yeah. He threw the T-shirt at him and said, clean yourself up. Yeah. So that was kind of a, yeah. you know. By the way, if you're going to sell those T-shirts, I deserve 50%. Obviously. I will give that 50 percent i would love to say i'll give that to a charity for domestically abused wives i can't say that because i'll keep it (laughs) wait being out of uh comedy this much do you still keep uh your finger on the pulse of what's happening like just mentioning this louis stuff does it are you intrigued or do you comment on are you are you following it or do you just kind of go it's not my world right now so i don't care couldn't care less yeah and Mm -hmm. i'll tell you what I never cared about comedy anyway regarding other people. Yeah. I, like every interview they go, oh, who's coming up today that you like? Brad, listen mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I have no fucking idea who any of these people are. <laughs> to me, a newcomer is like Joan Rivers. Like I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> people go, oh, what yeah. about this girl or that girl? I go, I'm sorry, dude. I just don't watch stand up. Like, are right. you are you really on top of what's going on? Well, I mean, uh, we're in the scene. So. Yeah, just doing like just doing like the comedy store and and all the and all the clubs here. You kind of are forced to watch a lot a lot of comedy. So yeah, uh, we certainly do get exposed to it. But I'm I'm sure if and when I ever get to the level that you're at, where I'm just doing huge theaters and casinos, yeah, I'm probably not gonna know yeah. who's coming up at that point. Yeah, because you bring your own opener, so right. you're not exposed to it that way. You know who I think, though, is going to make a little splash, if I must say Please. so. Uh, this new up-and-comer called Amy Schumer. She is going to be something. I don't... Uh, you know what? Uh, she's got something. Yeah, she's got she's got a little spunk. <laughs> and so this, and this Sarah Silverman, Jewy as hell. Jewy as hell. <laughs> Some say too Jewy. I say not Jewy enough. Exa- thank you, Jew bastard ass. <laughs> also, my, that was my email before I had to change. Yeah, Lisa, <laughs> what has to get you out of the house, though? You said you went to see Brad live. 
like and you're oh. saying you don't follow like what's happening but like for you to take a night off to go see comedy when you're not doing it uh you have to really like the person yeah and does it give you the bug oh to do God. it you have to love that yeah. person not yeah. only do i like brad as an act i like him as a human yeah uh, if somebody's you. terrifically funny mm-hmm. but i don't care about them and want to say hi to them or whatever i'm like i don't care yeah like Honestly, I can't name five people I would go to see. And there's less people I'm happy to bump into. Although, you know what? I had this situation last week where I was on Jim Norton's show on Sirius. Yeah. And I was so happy to see him because, boy, what a big heart. You know, he's weird and everything, but he has always treated me so nicely. I walk in the studio. They go, Rich Voss is here. I go, oh, another one that I like. And these guys on the surface are super mean. Yeah. But I freaking love them. And Brad, you know, you can always tell when somebody's a good person despite their right. words. Am I right? Yeah. And and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. I think Jim is uh, Jim is able to talk about the things that he talks about because when you meet the guy and you talk to the guy, you're like, oh, you're you're a good human being. Sure, you want you know you're, you'll hire a hooker to go take a shit on your chest, but who hasn't really? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> who, who hasn't had a weird Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> and I've always said about Boss too. This is I tell this story right in front of him, and I don't care if it embarrasses him. Sure. One time he said something that he thought hurt my feelings, not mm-hmm. on stage, but like off stage. Yeah. And he was one of the few that I always went, "Eh, he's in recovery. He actually doesn't mean it. So I never really got offended by boss. Right. He comes up to me and he goes, Lampanelli, listen, listen, you know I'm kidding, right? You know I'm kidding, right? And I was like, you lispy fuck. Yes, I do. But see, it's it's always the ones with the big hearts that think they have to apologize. Right. You know? And I I just love that. But, yeah, to get me to go out of the house and see anybody, it has to take a Herculean effort. And even to go see music, like, who wants to sit there and see some fag jump around the stage? (laughs) I don't care. I mean, yeah, yeah, when you could stay home, play a record, and have snacks in in your living room, that sounds sounds way better. Exactly. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. what do you, I like to ask this of people I respect. Sure. So, Adam, don't answer me. <laughs> How dare you? No, seriously, both of you. Uh, uh, yeah. What are you watching right now that I need to watch? Ooh. Uh, well, uh, other than uh, I'm, I will be watching my own Netflix special that comes out October 30th. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Half hour. Oh my God, I can't wait. Could you please email me the stuff so I could tweet it out? Absolutely. I, I, I will, and thank you in advance. You know, they, they give all the really good comics hour specials, but I'm a dwarf, so they gave me a half hour. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so funny. I fucking love you. That, is, that. that, is, that, out. that is Jimmy Carr's joke. Is he it? gave it to me, good and man. I will happily accept yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, so you are an obsessed with one TV show right now? Uh, right now, I'm watching Ozark yeah. on oh, Netflix. Oh, that good, huh? Yeah. Just, uh, if you haven't seen the first season, you, you almost got to make put that to the top of the list. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. So, yeah. So that's mine. And, and it, it's weird when people say, like, because I've been asked this question when I'm on a radio show or something. They'll be like, oh, so what are you watching? What comedies? I'm like... No, we're we're around comedy all the time. Give me some dark shit. Yeah. Yes. Give yes. Me like, dude, I swear to God, I like. Well, I do like this Will and Grace just because you know me and the homos were very into that. <laughs> sure, sure. But I will tell you, other than that, every other thing either makes me scared or makes me cry. It's fantastic, and I love. I'm really into documentaries now. Are oh, you me watch too. A lot of documentaries. Oh yeah. Like I want to see. I want to see how people transform their lives and how they made changes and just how they, you know, grew as people. Yeah. So like watching this uh, tiny midget uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, things <laughs> like that, it really is good. She's lifting more weights at age 88 than I've ever like lifted in my life. It's crazy. I know. And you know what? She cracks me up. Did you watch that thing? How I did. Well, because I had I I saw a preview of just her working out, and I thought, well, this gonna make me feel like a crappy human being but hell i'll watch it and it was amazing yes well you know what's funny netflix just called and they said your special is canceled because you cheated on them with hulu so forget it <laughs> whoa oh, son Sorry. of a bitch have you seen the mr rogers wow. documentary oh my god i mean did you cry yes yeah it's incredible yeah. of course yeah and you know it's funny in a um 
in our workshop, we actually use a, a couple Mr. Rogers quotes because he said, I loved when he said, let's make goodness attractive because women especially sure. just work on their looks so much. And it's like, it's what's inside that counts, even though that sounds super fucking phony. It's true. That is yeah. true. Um, and also he said, which I love, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. So we always say to them, you know what, tell your story. We'll tell you ours first to create safety in the group. But if you can mention your problem or your issue, you can manage it and we can help you manage it. Because it's so sad when people hold these secrets. You know, look at all these Me Too cunts. Uh, They're very, very, (laughs) I guess it sucks to have to tell these truths and they're horrible to talk about. And I was never Me Too'd, which I find very hurtful. (laughs) Hey. Then not, they, really you, you still have time. You still have time, I Lisa. I do. I, I've got three good years left in the clock. <laughs> Wait, what's the uh, percentage of males versus females at your workshops? You mentioned. Well, uh, I would say what's weird is because I have such a male fan base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's usually, it seems to be about 70% women, 20% male homosexual, and mm-hmm. 10% whatever the F they happen to be. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, straight guys and some there are believe it or not straight guys out there who actually want to work on themselves and i'm like always shocked when they do because i've never met one in real life right so it's really kind of nice to see that yeah and you know we yenta it up and we figure it out we try to make steps to move forward after and you know have a plan leaving where you go okay we haven't totally changed your life but at least you could have a little peace and a little yeah. action plan around this whole thing i love i i love that i love what you're doing art now i i imagine when you're in that kind of environment with people that you really do get an attachment to some people like are are you following up are you like calling people after the workshops oh yeah we set up private facebook groups all the time because for each you know different uh workshop yeah we do all these different things like you know we kind of go you're accountable to call each other at Mm -hmm. least you know by by the first week before seven days are up you need to make a call to to connect in some way because support is what it's all about like you don't no one changes in a vacuum right and um yeah it's really cool i do like that and i like and by the way success in this doesn't mean losing weight it doesn't mean gaining weight it doesn't mean anything other than feeling some peace about it and not torturing yourself because i know for years dude like yeah it's hard to tell that i was ever less than perfect being the tasty piece (laughs) i am today but boy oh boy did i hate myself even from the neck up because i couldn't control anything about it and i'm like wow i'm not so bad it's okay and even if I'm not bad by my standards. That's really all that matters. I, I wanted to ask that. Do you think you can be, because I was a real big kid and got teased a lot, and that's why I think I'm in comedy. And I would always say that I was such a happy-go-lucky fad kid because until somebody pointed it out to me or teased me, I didn't, you know, I knew that I needed at some point to make changes, but it really wasn't highlighted or brought to the forefront unless I got teased and, and was made, like, I didn't make myself feel bad about it. I was just like, oh, life rules, yeah. like, so do you yes. think you can be that big and be that happy or, or I don't I couldn't I personally never because I think I grew up I didn't start overeating till I was eighteen and went away to college and felt like I had nothing. Like I was really shouldn't have left home that early. I was really immature and it just was a t- everything blew up to be food being my only friend. But oh. with you, you know what I love? is that first of all you just won me over because i couldn't stand you till now but i like this i like this side of you because i had a very similar incident i thought i was just fine looks wise like nothing great nothing horrible just you know enough like you all just want to feel enough yes until i hit 13 and i'm not kidding i told this in the workshop the other day 13 years old go to high school Claire Liptak, that fucking kind, <laughs> has to look at me, mm-hmm. of all people who did nothing, who said nothing, and say, oh my God, you have such a big nose. Now, I didn't know there was anything wrong with me up until then. Yeah, right. And the thing is, I, I like you said, until it's pointed out, we were, thank God, brought up with parents or whoever that didn't overpraise or underpraise. They were just kind of like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. But when that reality sets in that you don't quite measure up then it starts taking hold on you 
and the more self-hate the worse it is yeah but it, it's almost i feel like somewhat it's a blessing and a curse and somewhat necessary because like my mom you know she got uh, bullied about weight stuff from from her folks so she never wanted to bring it up to me uh but then on the flip side it was like all right well it, she you know she let me kind of get to a place to where then finally I was like, all right, I don't, you know, my grandpa's like, you can't wear sweatpants at your bar mitzvah. And I was like, that seems like a fat joke. Uh, but message that's received. That's hilarious, and then, by the way. That, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, right? But it also, back. that was a very, you know, it, it stung and it, it resonated. And I think unless I got that and also the teasing from my friends that I thought were friends, I wouldn't have actually probably made a change because I was like, all right, well, this, I don't want to feel like this and it looks like I have to do something about it to, um, to stop feeling shitty and then you know you know you get more confident when you do go through something like that but it sucks right. that you have to have that there you know that the world is even set up like that where people go out of their way and i think it does happen in those 11 12 13 year old stages of life where kids just don't know any better and they're like oh i'm gonna just say what i see in front of me because there's no real repercussions uh, yeah, yeah, and also, you know, it's funny. Do you, I think obviously the external fix is one thing, yeah. but that internal fix has really got to take hold, especially, yep. you know, a lot of these people who come to workshops are like, it's usually like women over 35, between like 35 and 60 who really want to, you know, work on the internal stuff and have it reflect the external. Yeah. And there's, it's such a freaking, I mean, it's a dichotomy, the whole thing about, all you have to do is say, this is where I am. I accept where I am. And it's so hard to accept where you are when you hate how you look and it's this vicious circle and then you eat and then you right. hate yourself more. So it's just this whole thing of stopping the cycle of thought and which is because thoughts create beliefs and thoughts create feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, today, I swear to God, I had the best day because I was like, oh, my God, I'm working on my book. Oh, I'm oops. Um, I'm working <laughs> on the book that I'm pitching. Sure. And I'm working on, you know, the workshops and like, oh, my God, my coaching classes. Oh, my God, it's so much fun. And for a split second, I don't know where it came from, the thought, so what if you don't succeed at any of this? And you mm -hmm. have that, that. That makes you. And I go, why do I feel weird and bad all of a sudden? Oh, it's the thought. Right. And I have to change the thought, but they say you can't change the thought by yelling at yourself. You have to go, oh, except that I thought that and that's okay, but it's probably not true. I can challenge it. Yeah. So it's so much that we do to ourselves, but you know, hey, if everybody kind of starts working on themselves, we'd mm -hmm. have a much better world of people who actually could look in the mirror and like themselves. True words never spoken. What is uh You're unbelievable yeah. by the way. This, this, I mean, I'm like to I'll be so prolific in stand up and then to have shifted into this world and and be so articulate about it is pretty fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I'm going to go I'm going to go run up the rocky stairs right now, which is really just yeah. like oh, I'm serious. Yeah, it's really just five steps outside my house, but still, <laughs> for me it's the rocky stairs. <laughs> We're going to do it. Uh what is what is 21 days of true and twisted inspiration because i saw that on your website yeah but what i wanted to do was there all these self-help people have these 21 day programs where they give you advice or mm -hmm. they give you a little inspirational thing no one does it with the least sense of humor right and honestly i'm never going to change people without a sense of humor that doesn't mean making fun of them but I mean, let's have a little bit of humor in there. Sure. Like, I guarantee you the Facebook Live where that guy said he decided to go to the gym and another one said I inspired her to lose some weight or another said they wanted to get surgery. I'm like, okay, that's because it was fun and light but also had a message. Yes. So I said, let me have these people create a habit in 21 days, which is sort of the standard that you supposedly need. And But we'll do it in, in a fun way and every day in their inbox they'll get something from me that's a little gem. And yeah. again – I don't like the seriousness. Like you read all these self-help people and you go, someone kill these people. So I can bring <laughs> it. Like I love them because when I'm a, a mess, I need them. But yeah. come on, lighten up a little bitches. Oh, absolutely. And you need that spoonful of sugar. And it's just because uh, I've read self-help books and sometimes you're just like, God dang, like I need a break. It's too much breaking down to build back up and I and I need some sort of levity, some sort of laughter, something to make me actually smile yes. while while I'm being torn down. Right, right. Well, well, let me ask you something, Brad. Yes. You clearly are super talented and gifted. Clearly. And you've got a really... <laughs> no, no, you are. You are. I wouldn't Thank say you. if you weren't. Thank I would you, totally Lisa. be like, ugh. Um, <laughs> you got a great wife. Do you ever have moments that you have doubts or have 
thoughts that yeah. you shouldn't be having oh absolutely like and even like for for this uh for this netflix half hour that comes out october 30th uh like i was there i i practiced the material i know the material's good it killed on the road it killed in the room and yet there's still those doubts that creep into your head that goes mm-hmm. like oh what if people don't like it what if people like now i'm putting myself out there now i'm vulnerable and unlike uh, being in the comedy club where I feel like if a joke bombs, I can switch it up. I can control something. I could make a change. Now that special is just out there and people can view it, consume it, and I can't control their thoughts. They're going to have whatever right. thoughts that they have. And yeah, I do. I That does creep into my head sometimes and I have to tell myself, no, it's good. And even if it isn't, God forbid it isn't. I don't believe it isn't. I think it's great. But even if it isn't, we, I, I still created something. I created something. Right. I put it out on Netflix. How many people get to say that they did that? Well, now Netflix, it's about uh, 42,000 people have comedy specials. But at the same time... <laughs> but, it's still a big deal. Yeah, it's it still is. A big deal. It, but it you is. know what's great? <clears throat> you saying this and feeling it is vulnerable, and I love that because vulnerability is essentially like everybody knows that's the biggest strength of all because if you act like no, nothing bothers me nobody's buying that anyway nope. right so uh, we You're all a robot. these thoughts mm-hmm. creep in and i think that's great to just own it and guaranteed it's good mm-hmm. is everyone gonna like everything we do definitely not no. and it's so funny when you start i, I would i i can't wait i i'm getting there pretty quickly um, it took me so many 57 years, but getting to the point of like, oh, I like it. It's okay. I like it. Yeah. And and th- that's kind of like I almost believe it now. And I go, what the fuck happened to me? And I think it's just experiencing some really bad loss where you just go, okay, I lived through the worst thing I ever dreaded in my life. And now I'm still here. Like I'll live. Yeah. Like, that I have a, all these posters up for the workshop, and I swear to God, I'm working on doing a workshop about change, like people who want to change their careers later in life. Mm-hmm. And I said, one of the posters, they're also fucking inspirational, except my one that I worded like this. I put, guess what? You'll live. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost like, what's the worst that can happen? I yeah. always go, what's the worst that can happen? And I do it anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's and you're you're still creating and you're still putting something out there and that in itself is an accomplishment and you and you have to recognize those things. Yeah, not everybody's gonna like it, but then I I remind myself that if you go to Rotten Tomatoes and look up <laughs> and look up Goodfellas, it has a ninety six percent. Who are these four asshole yeah. critics? Yeah. Yeah. That don't yeah. like Goodfellas. And why are they it's, still critics? <laughs> I'll tell you, they're fucking, they're Christians, I'm telling you. <laughs> they're the problem. Jews love that movie. <laughs> what a love it. That, you know, that's a great, great, I'm going to use that. Yeah. There's always going to be naysayers. Yes. It used to hurt me so much when I'd be on like Celebrity Apprentice and then, mm-hmm. like, I thought I was a baller. I thought I was killing it. Yeah. And like, people i go online to just see how great people thought i was oh. and how smart and like then you get your 20 percent of people going you were so mean and right. what a cunt and you shouldn't have cried or yelled and you, i'm like oh my god you Claire made lip tech told you made yeah <laughs> you made the you made the beauty queen cry yeah she deserved it <laughs> I, I know i know i i, I thought donald jr's jizz did that to her eye. <laughs> that was a different one but no, isn't it funny? Like you just—you're never gonna like every, how everybody like it across the board. There's people out there who actually you're gonna believe, not gonna believe, it, who actually hate McDonald's. Who are those dicks? <laughs> yeah, show yourselves. <laughs> yeah, what's exactly. your name? I had, I had weight loss surgery and haven't been to a McDonald's in a few years. Mm-hmm. Dude, I would freaking stick my dick in the hot fudge sundae. <laughs> it's the best food there is. I it hate really people. is. Who, who don't like anything. If it's a, let's, let's put it this way. If it's a chain, it means it's really fucking good. No yeah. Because okay? they're, because they're selling the it. All, loves they're, it. They're selling it all over. And, and it's that thing is, is, oh, oh, okay. Maybe you don't like it, but then don't make someone else feel shitty for liking it. Cause them liking it doesn't affect you. whatsoever. fucking ever. I agree. And you know, what's funny. 
and I practiced this today because we learned in the workshop training that you have to give I statements instead of like instead of saying, "Oh, it's so fucking hot in here," close the or open the window. Come yeah. in and say, "I feel hot. Is it okay to open a window?" So sure. that goes against my grain altogether. <laughs> so the reason I asked you guys what you were watching because I was mm-hmm. looking forward to watching The Walking Dead this season, and mm-hmm. it fucking sucks. It's fucking <laughs> Let me guess. So there's zombies. Bitch. People die. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Spoiler. It's a worse. It's so not character driven anymore. It's yeah. just obviously action. It's awful. So my best friend of 30 years loves it, and she's like, "No, it's really good." And I said, "Well." I just feel like I don't like it anymore, and why should I torture myself? Like, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. Like, why do something I don't like? And she's like, no, it's really good. And I said, I don't happen to like it. And it was, like, killing me not to just yell, you stupid twat. <laughs> no show that's ever been on. But you know what? It's so – there's always going to be someone who doesn't like it or likes it, and you just kind of like, oh, we all have tastes, yeah. different tastes. Absolutely. And I bet – I bet if you get 98% Rotten Tomatoes, you'll still think about that 2%. Of course, sound, yes. But you sound like the type who could let it go either, easier than a lot hey, of people. Hey, I, I mean, if I get higher than Goodfellas, they're they're wrong, but okay, I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> Lisa, what? Did you, can I ask you something real quick? No, real quick. Yeah. Did you have to split up your half hour or your hour with another guy, or do they just give you a half hour total? Uh, it, it, it's something called the Degenerates. It's six comics that are all doing half hour. Joey so it's, Diaz, uh, oh. Joey Diaz, Big J Okerson, uh, oh. uh, Christina P, Liza Traeger, and uh, y- uh, Yamini Cassanders, and so all of them and me all doing a half hour. Uh, and it was so cool to tape them all at once because I got to watch these other great comics do their specials as well. And you kind of, cause you feel competitive with it. Not really competitive, but we, but we were all sharing this moment together. Yeah. All the six comics were like, isn't this cool? That's good. What we're doing. So you got to share your triumph with other people. And I felt like that really made it, uh, uh, made it something even more special because, uh, we've done specials. Lisa and you're by yeah. yourself and yeah. You, yeah. you I personally yeah. I personally like a collaborative thing even though you guys obviously weren't collaborating right I've grown to realize that's probably why I don't love stand-up as much because I like working with people and the fact that you had like five other people cheering you on yeah and it's nice and also let me ask you something yeah were you the only midget on that show? <laughs> Thank God, yes. <laughs> Thank God, because could you imagine the half-lock of fucking industry if they go, yeah, we got uh, Dinklage going to do a five. My yeah, worst can- fear, my, 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 my worst fear is that P- that Peter Dinklage goes full Jeremy Piven and just goes, you know what, I'm going to start doing stand-up now. Right? Uh, yeah, Dinklage uh, closes with, boom, you got AIDS, wearing a t-shirt of Brad's face, fucking nice. <laughs> his body. Nice. Wait, Lisa, I want to know... What was tougher, maintaining celibacy or quitting snacks that you felt like were hurting you? Oh no, no, no! I don't maintain celibacy. Like mm-hmm. it just, it just happens because I just am not interested. Okay, that's okay. Not, that's all right. Not hard so that's all. okay. And yeah. honestly, I, this is literally how I feel about dating. If it's supposed to happen, it will. Because cool. I just feel like anything in life, if it's supposed to happen, it's gonna. There so you go. I. So you're not on, look... online or anything, or trying to. Oh God, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, where am I gonna sign up? SilverSingles.org. <laughs> Quick shout out to our sponsor, SilverSingles.org. It's not too late for you. It's not too late. (laughs) Boom, you don't have AIDS. And if you do, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You wish you had AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. But but I didn't give up snacks. The greatest thing about weight loss surgery is, okay, the big secret of it all is, which I will expose, Mm. you get to eat whatever the fuck you want, but it's so goddamn tiny that yeah. you really, unless you try to gain your weight back, like in what yeah. we call in the business, pull a Carney Wilson or a Ralph May, <laughs> sure. you basically freaking have a stopgap that you can only eat a small amount. Yeah. So six times a day, I have six tiny little meals. Mm-hmm. And thank God, you know, I'm able to work on myself emotionally enough that I don't overeat out of emotion as much as I used to. Yeah. So yeah, it's a freaking, it's a tool. It's not like the whole thing. But it's really good for people who have that emotional eating problem. I love it. Uh, well, this has been yeah. incredible. And I, this is, I know you're, uh, you and Brad are good buddies, but I've been a fan of you for a long time and, and you know, seen you live so many times and, and uh, followed all of this, too. So to ha- have you take time to chat with us about all this very in-depth uh, like you have is, is pretty awesome. And I know our listeners are going to love it. And your live shows... Um, 
hopefully you i mean hopefully that's not the last broadway show you do um no you know i'm just gonna keep doing what what occurs to me because it really the stuff that i'm doing now kind of when i took months off it really occurred to me that this was the direction Mm -hmm. so who knows what i'll be doing hey you know what I may fucking join Game of Thrones and bang Peter Dinklage because dad won't have me. Twist. Oh, that would be a twist. Yeah. Oh, biggest regret of my life. Yeah. I could have had Lampanelli. There you go. Now, hey, you know, I wouldn't be me if I wasn't business orientated. I mm-hmm. knew I said that wrong on purpose. Um, I'm going to plug, plug everything. my website, yes. lisalampanelli.com. Go to click on workshops if you want to see come to one of my workshops. Click on performances if you want to come see me in New York, Connecticut, or Baltimore or next year in various theaters around the country. And you know what? Just click around. See how fucking gorgeous I am. And if not, <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> Perfect. Lisa, we, lo- we, we love you. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. This has been, uh, this has been amazing. Oh, I love you, man. God bless. Thanks, Thank Lisa. you, Lisa. Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessamay Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? <laughs> nice.